Anyway, we're a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Bruins, not, not Bruins, not Bruins. I swear I've been awake since eight. It, I'm doing a good job. Let's try that again. It's barely in topic. Podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. It is Sunday, November, some date, 22nd? 20th. 20th? 20th. It, wow. Yeah. It is the 20th. You're right. Oh, I am so bad at, at dates. But anyway, it actually feels like November outside, guys, in that I don't ever want to go outside again. So, yay. And it was 70 degrees, 70, actually 72 last Saturday. So, we are a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. And we're just like your dumb friends who talk about your favorite hockey team. So there we go. Whew. Anyway, I am VA. I'm here with Jeff. Yo. Tim. Hello, hello. And Nick. Hello, hello. This is Nick. Nick recently took up smoking a carton of cigarettes a day, you see. Yeah, great. It's been really cool, actually. Do you know the song Betty Davis Eyes? Can you sing it? Oh, I need I need to learn it because I have a feeling I sound just like the singer. <laughs> I was going to say, you also sound like basically any late stage Dylan, too. You know, like post-1980 Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. Sounds like, well. <laughs> <laughs> The Bruins are fucking 16 and 2. What the fuck? They only lose in Ontario. They <laughs> only lose in Ontario, which is exactly a point they made last night. And I would also point out that one was the second end of a back-to-back, which, okay, they, that hasn't stopped them since. And the other one was like, you know, a bad vibes game. So, Well, yeah, the other one was <laughs> when, uh, when uh, Don and Cam decided, you know what? Things are going too well. Let's fuck shit up. I mean, they fucked around and they found out. But luckily, this team is stronger than those dipshits at the top. So, but but also, if this trend continues all season, as long as they keep winning everywhere else outside of Ontario, that's fine. Because in the playoffs, they'd have home ice. So losing in Ontario would be fine. <laughs> this is true. I thought you said home lice. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> they would have home lice. <laughs> they would just a get... big advantage, big advantage, home lice. <laughs> oh my god! Coincidentally, the Senators played out of their mind that night. That was their home opener, and they beat the Bruins pretty soundly. Although the Bruins still scored like five goals, most of them. In of course, part. the uh, Sens didn't never win again or something to that effect. Yeah, I was just going to say, they're, you know, fans are calling for firing DJ Smith, which may or may not be the problem. I don't know. I had hope that they were going to, like... I mean, like, they're not going to fire anyone until the sale goes through, and then the new, new owner is going to fire Dorian, and so on. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. I, you know, I gotta because, tell like, you... Dorian's obviously only has the job because he was really good at kissing Melnick's ass. Making him sort of the opposite of Brian Murray, whose skill with Melnick was, you know, stick handling Brian, uh, stick handling Melnick. Brian Murray was very good at that. Dorian is just an ass kisser. <laughs> I really hope that Ryan Reynolds gets a team together and can buy that team. Wouldn't that be so oh, fun? Yeah. 
Deadpool alternate jerseys. Oh my god! <laughs> Didn't he say he's trying? Isn't he trying to? I think he is. I mean, he was in the building, and they were just like all over him. So I, I thought I heard on uh, he was on some like late night show, and they asked him about it, and he said, "Yeah, he's trying to um, get like a group together to buy it." I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he loves hockey, but his hometown Canucks are. <clears throat> Owned by someone else, and well, disappointing. Well, let's face it; they need a new owner too, because Zach Galini is uh, clear. I believe the consensus amongst the Canuck, amongst the Canuckiverse, is that uh, Galini is the problem in Vancouver. Probably, probably. But you know what? I got to tell you, in some ways, Ottawa is closer to where he lives in New York. So, I don't know. He's more likely to go see a game there. I guess maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, he's well, from Ottawa the... originally, even though his his um, uh, Twitter handle is Van City Reynolds. He's he's originally from Vancouver, yeah. I think he's from originally from Ottawa. That's the entire point here. Is that why this would be be interesting to him? I don't think he's from was... Ottawa. I'm going to look it up now. At any rate, doesn't he open own like some like team in England for like low level soccer team? Rentham FC. Yeah, this whole like. Yeah, there's 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 a whole uh, uh, um, uh, series Disney plus uh, series on it. Yeah. Yep, on FX, and it's on Hulu. No, he was born in Vancouver. Let's see, he was born in Vancouver, and he stayed in Vancouver, and then he moved to LA. So he was he was married to Scarlett Johansson. Yes, he was. Johansson, sorry, I didn't know that. Yeah, that wasn't recent. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know that for a long time he was engaged to Alanis Morissette. And that Ooh. just didn't work. Um, they were they were engaged for a long time, but then um, they just went their separate ways. Too much too much Canadian On power. the plus side, unlike Dave Coulier, she didn't write a song about sucking his dick in a movie theater. No, no, because actually he's a really good guy. Um, and she had no regrets from that, you know? No. Yeah. Um, Although uh, my favorite Landis Morissette one is maybe the saddest in a way. It it really kind of talks about how she was, or the video shows how she was taken advantage of when she was a young talent by a, an older male. I forgot what the song is. Anyway, Ryan Reynolds is a stand-up guy. He met Blake Lively on the set of the, what's it called? The Green Lantern and uh, they didn't date right away. In fact, it took a while. They they set other people up on dates when they realized that they should be dating. And they're the perfect couple. And apparently Blake Lively is an amazing cook and baker. You know, speaking of bakery stuff, I just want to point out one thing. You should listen to that Morning Brew episode with Hampus Lindholm. Because he's a pastry guy. I did not know that. He's a pastry guy. He doesn't, he's like, I will drink coffee, but only if I have a pastry with it. So, uh, anyway, no, you should listen to it because he actually gives some really good insight into his game and it's pretty cool. Anyway, yeah. Okay, this Bruins team. <laughs> Plus 38 goal differential, guys. Ooh, that's a lot. That's, yeah, it's, uh... that's more than two goals a game. Uh, on top of other player, uh, other teams. Yeah. Um, uh, somehow. Yeah. So they are, I believe at the 75 goals for puts Boston at the most in the league by four. Oh, good. 
over Dallas. Okay. And they are 37 goals against, least in the East. It is the least in the league by quite a bit. Um, at least by oh no sorry no no sorry Winnipeg's only allowed it's only allowed thirty eight but but also they don't score because Rick Bonus <laughs> <laughs> who's like the prestige for the prestige version of Guy Boucher <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know actually the, I think an even bigger surprise this year is not the Bruins I just going I'm going to mention them the New Jersey Devils fifteen and three. Uh, yeah. Winners of the last 12 straight. They're publicly apologizing to Lindy Ruff for calling him out after losing the first two games. I really love how Nico, Nico Hichir is, is finally being the player that it was obvious he could be, which is to say, Bergie Light. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it was obvious when he was in, when he was in the queue. Like I loved watching him in, 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 with the Mooseheads because I think his, his one season there was one of the years I went to a lot of games. That team was dog shit that year, but Nico was fantastic. <laughs> Let's talk about Ulmark for a minute. Twelve and one. His GAA one point eight nine, which leads the league, and his save percentage is point nine three seven, which also leads the league. And that's without filtering for number of starts, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's without filtering that. Because usually, like the usually the league leader is like someone that got one start and, and pitched a shutout. <laughs> he leads over everyone, everyone, <laughs> which is exactly as we predicted. Actually, we didn't really say too much bad about Olmark because he's starting to straighten out last year, right? So it's like we saw what he was. What does he credit it to? He's comfortable. He's acclimated. He's comfortable. He knows where he's going to be. He's comfortable I, in a good, combination of being in a good situation and comfortable in that situation at the same time for the first time in his career. Right. Right. Tim. I did predict the Jennings. <laughs> so That's true. You did. I would like I mean, to say. He's going to have – at present, he's going to have to solo that because um, uh, Swayman's save percentage is not good. <laughs> no, it's 0 0.890. And, you know, part of it is he's only been in like five or six games or something. I don't know how five many games. games. Yeah. Five games and he's three and one. In that he didn't, you know, he didn't start that one game and he also didn't finish that one game either. So Swayman's back, which is great. Goalie hugs. Oh, my God. Goalie hugs. Real goalie hugs. It's like the Uncle yeah. Nick goalie hugs were good, you know, and then we found out that Kincaid and uh, Olmark are going to do the dab. It's good that the goalie hugs are back and they're big and glorious and full of affection. And I love it. And I can't stand that every team is like goalie hugs. Got to hug your goalie. And it's like, no, guys, you don't understand. It's a bromance. Mm-hmm. Nobody can get. It'd be like every. That. It'd be like everyone scrambling to make their fucking mascot a meth addicted muppet. <laughs> a meth addicted muppet. <laughs> Gritty. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, like, take something fantastic and just cheapen it by by, by deriving it thirty two times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I thought this was a mention of meth bear. First of all, we have not talked about meth bear yet, have we? No, no um, but can we? Yeah, let's let's talk about meth bear for a little bit. That looks like it's going to be the logo for the Winter Classic. 
Oh yeah, like yeah. Again, thank God I have a new job that pays well <laughs> because all of my money I'm making this year is just going towards Boston Bruins jerseys. <laughs> I'm listening to myself talk and it it's hilarious. Anyway, I'm 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 looking forward to just spending another two hundred sixty dollars and taxes and um, change and all that stuff on uh, another jersey because I, I need myself some meth bear again i got i got a <laughs> I meth know, bear but like, inspired but that, but the, tattoo but they put the, that, that reverse retro though i mean the Pooh bear logo itself is the low point but the rest of the sweater oh, the more <laughs> i see the retro reverse like the full uniform the more I love it. I don't think there's anything better in the league. I really like the uniform on them. I do not actually have a want to mm. buy that. Honestly, that jersey template, but with the meth bear instead of the poo bear, might be the perfect jersey. Ooh. They're supposed to be unveiling it on the 25th. Oh, it's not going to have the jagged stripes, though. Like, it's not going to do that. <laughs> I know, but it's still meth bear. It's going to be meth bear. It's going to be meth bear. I think. But this reverse it, retro is like, everyone always talks about wanting yellow Bruins jerseys. I'm like, you know what? Bruins whites are just impossible to fail. I love Bruins white jerseys across the board. I don't think there's been a single one I've disliked. <laughs> usually white jerseys don't look good or at least looks far, far inferior to the, 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 the black or full colored uniform. So I, I enjoy the white and the Bruins. It's, it's, it's a rarity. It looks good. I really, as I sit here and stare at my Bergeron signed Winter Classic jersey from a few years back, that's the one that's I love. The white one too. Yeah, that is the. That's not the one I own, but it's the best one of the three. It it is <laughs> unbelievable in that it. I don't look at it as a white jersey because the only white on it is the you know the the bodice basically. Yeah. Everything else yeah. is color and it's like, and it's just the right amount of gold and it's the right amount of uh, chocolate brown, you know, deep, dark chocolate brown. It is nice. I was like, I love the first winter classic jerseys with the cartoon B mm -hmm. and the and, and it's the last time there's been a yellow jersey. Wait, no, the last right reverse retro were yellow, but they weren't great. <laughs> they brought um, back the old B logo, which I enjoyed. Yeah. But it looks like, good on you know, the I ice in the sun. Price for yellow jerseys and I'd like to see it, but like, the whites are just they're just clean <laughs> i you know the reason why i don't really like the yellow jerseys i think they look fine in the players but i just don't have a complexion for yellow there's a predsy thing going on too which is uh <laughs> yeah so it's like i it, it, you know i i like the color but it's like i like that color on a wall <laughs> i don't really <laughs> want it on an article of clothing that i'm wearing uh in great amounts anyway i can wear it in small amounts but i tend to wear a lot of black Wearing black today. I'm wearing basically all black today, except for my underwear. And you need to know that. So, <laughs> if if you wanted to really know, I'm wearing corgis. It's pink underwear with corgis from Me Undies. Oh, so, yeah. I got some Me Undies. Yeah, I love Me Undies. They're great. I wish they'd be a sponsor. Anyway, I can't wait. I can't wait to see Meth Bear. I just feel like it's something that we all need this year. Vibes are through the roof. We just need that. It's just going to send us over the top. It really is. And Pittsburgh's stuff is going to be fucking boring and it's going to be great. But anyway, last night, it was a reverse retro night. And was anybody confused watching the Blackhawks with theirs? And if you weren't watching closely, did you go, oh, I didn't know the Habs were playing tonight? <laughs> because their jersey is... It's, they're, they're, not, they're not awful, but they're not good. 
Eh, they're okay. I mean, it's just, I kept thinking Habs, even though I know the stripe was black, but I kept thinking Habs. Habs, 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 which we haven't played yet. But anyway, I was glad to see the two reverse retros instead of uh, like last week when the Canucks came to town. It was like, hey, the Bruins are wearing the reverse retros and the Canucks are wearing their. We didn't pack our home colors, fuckers. It's like, but who cares about you? <laughs> I was just like, change the helmets and play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Where are your black helmets with that? <laughs> I'll just identify people on helmets. That's fine. Because my TV, although it's a good size, I think I need a bigger TV to watch hockey. I think that that is probably an accurate statement for everyone. Oh, yeah. But anyway. I mean, I got no complaints about the about the 42 I'm using, but that's because like I went straight from a tube TV to that, and that was a life changer on the hockey front. <laughs> we had a smaller one than we have now. And then we got this one. And this one is like, I want to say it's 46. It might be bigger. But I saw my sisters. I, I was watching football and my sisters up when I was up in Vermont. And I was like, I need this size TV now in my life. <laughs> this would be great to watch hockey on. So anyway, someday when I win the lottery, if I ever play the lottery. Because I'd need a bigger house is what I'm saying. Oh, clearly. Yeah, my house is too small. This team is unbelievable. I just don't have enough words to talk about this team. Your points leaders right now, Pasta with 28, which is surprising to me because I just keep thinking that Pasta's in a slump, but he's more than a point a game. So what the hell am I talking about? Because I, I need to <laughs> see Pasta score like all the time. It's it's ridiculous. That's what this team is doing to me. Lindholm at 18, Bergeron at 17, and Bergeron has 999 points and he couldn't get that it's last the first, point the two of the first of the two big Bruins milestones that are happening this season and the other one was Krejci 1000 games yeah which has when's that happen that's not that far out right <laughs> I don't think so I think it's probably like within the next 20 games I'm gonna see yeah I'm, I'm finding out so Marshan is fourth on this list with 14 and Debraska is 13 so not bad especially since Krejci needs uh, another Needs another, needs another 33 games. 33 games. Okay. All right. It's doable. Mm -hmm. Goals this year so far. Pasta has 11. Bergie has 9. Jake DeBrus has 7. Hall has 6. And Marshy has 5, which is not bad because Marshy... So does, so does Krejci, so which is actually... Goals are unusually high percentage of Krejci's points this season so far. Yeah. Yeah. He's 5, 7, and 12. <laughs> right. Oh, Coyle's also at 5. Um... Yeah, I just I just took the top five. I just a, yeah, there, there, there's a pile up at the five mark at the five goal mark. Right, what it is. right. So also, I'd I'd like to mention Thomas Nosek is on a five point <laughs> five game point streak. He's got two goals, four assists, and I will not be quiet about it. He <laughs> is fantastic. He found it. He found what he needed. I mean, that first goal against the Canucks last Sunday, empty netter. He needed it so badly. And he looked just relieved. Like his whole celebration was, I'm relieved. Well, you saw him joke, like take it like a monkey off his back. Yep. He made that motion. Yep. Yep. He needed that, that monkey to be gone. So good for him. I'm glad to see it. It's always great when the Bruins score on all of the lines. And there have been so, I don't even know how many different goal scorers they've had uh, this season. I know that, let's see, like Carlo hasn't scored. Grizzlick's had one, right? 
He said one. Yeah. There's like Carlo's one of just like maybe two or three people, or players who haven't scored this year. Is Carlo like, and uh, Strawman. Oh, God. Who I forget exists. Yeah. Well, he was playing last night. Apparently, um, uh, at the moment, Montgomery would rather play Strawman on his offside than play Zaboral at the moment, at, at this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh... It's such a delicate balance. You got to give that kid some time. And yes, he makes mistakes and he still hasn't played like a full season, even though he's been a pro for four. It's just, it's, it's just hard. I want him to, to play better, but it's going to take a little time and a little faith in him and maybe more Bruins injuries. I hate to say it, but uh, yeah, that brings up a, an interesting thing. One, Mike Riley apparently puts the butts in the seats, according to Mark Diver. Uh, down in Providence because they had a lot of different clubs taking a look at the P Bruins the other night, Pro- presumably for Mike Riley, who wants to be traded. Can you blame him? Like a third of the league had scouts there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you blame him? He doesn't want to play down there. I don't blame him, but he... I mean, good on him for actually agreeing to play rather than say like what, like, you know, Bacchus when, when he was sent down was, was you know, not, not, not going to do it. Right. Right. Although apparently there was an agreement there, but still. Yeah. Good on him for playing uh, for the first time in five years in the AHL, but he did not want to be there and I don't blame him. So, you know, we, we need to clear some contracts anyway. So if he's eighth best defenseman uh, or ninth best best defenseman then it's best to to let him well, go to another club i don't club. think he's any worse than either zaboral or strawman but they're both the two of them cost cost like have have a two two-thirds the cap hit that he does right exactly exactly so let him go to someplace else where it will work out better for him is what i'm trying to say i mean i'm kind of starting to feel that maybe they need to find a new home for craig smith because that's just a waste of cap space the way he's being used and when he's performing what he's performing when being used i was point. i was actually just going right there because they need to clear that before uh forbert comes back well one of them's got to go at that timeline right yep yeah smith i don't know if i want to call him a warm body or not because you have to be warm yeah when he's playing it's i think it's pretty clear that he's 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 washed i don't know what happened as recently as March, he was kicking ass and taking names, right? Yeah, I don't know. We can't wait till March. That's no, no, we can't. Three, um, $3 million is a lot to pay for just March. Three and a half. Or is it three? Well, it's not three and a half. It's like 3.1. 3.1, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? In this case, that point one is... I, I know for salary cap purposes, that's important. But for my purposes, it's still... The point is... It's a lot of money. Anyway, optimally, both of them would find new homes at this point. They're just dead cap weight. Yeah. I don't think either of them are useless players at this point, but they're not. There's no home, there's no home for them here. And they combine and they combine for more than a Taylor Hall on the on, on the cap. <laughs> right. And honestly, getting rid of Craig Smith should be easy. It's the last year of his contract. Right. Whereas uh, Riley has one more year after this, right? I feel like you think someone, someone, someone in the basement would, would, would take Smith on a, on a heartbeat, knowing that they could retain salary and flip him at the deadline. <laughs> yeah. I just think like if you if you were the Coyotes, why wouldn't you want Craig Smith, even for nothing? I mean, especially for nothing. I think it's a uh, a situation. If you got to remember what positions they play, a winger, a a a uh, shot volume winger who's struggling to shoot frequently doesn't have much value when you can replace him with pretty much anything in your system. A defenseman who can actually skate, those aren't as common. 
So I think you know that's a good right point. Is... I hadn't even looked. I hadn't even looked at Smith's uh, shot totals, and it's uh, only thirteen in ten games. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, he's a fucking ghost. I see. So... It's actually much worse than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Riley, even though he's playing in the AHL, has more value than than, than Smith. I know there's the extra uh, year in the contract, but if, if I'm a again, if I am the Coyotes, actually, why would I want Smith? No one's gonna want to take this guy at the deadline. You got to throw in a sweetener if you trade uh, Craig Smith, a third round pick. Riley might cost you, you know, maybe a fourth or a fifth, and you get back a sixth or something. I don't know. Well, that's my opinion. There, you know, there are always these rumors that Chikrin they're gonna trade him. Not that I'm saying Chikrin would come this way. I'm just saying. You know, they if they do trade Chikrin, they might need a defenseman. They might not get a defenseman back. If they trade Chikrin, and they're almost certainly going to train Ghost Despair at the yeah, deadline, that team longer term needs some defenseman that can handle the puck. So, like, and the fact that Riley's got term works to their advantage. <laughs> right, right. So, I know that we were talking about Smith going there, but I'm saying, like, Arizona is going to need a defenseman at some point. You know who else could probably use defensemen? Oh, Columbus. Uh, well, yep, Columbus. I was going to say Ottawa probably could use uh, a defenseman. Although there was that cryptic that cryptic tweet last week from Dom Tiano, who I don't really trust with stuff. Is uh, he? Uh, he doesn't seem to have great sources in general. I think like he knows people, but I don't think he knows the right people. Right. Like he's not wrong per se. He's just less right than some other folks that pick up rumors <laughs> exactly exactly he did say something he's talking to other other he's talking to teams ohl scouts who aren't really in the loop on shit like that right so he said last week and take this however you want that sweeney and dorian or dorian were talking right that's it now ottawa was not one of the teams that had a presence down in providence this week i think right but they they're one that would be know what they were getting in uh, in, in riley right he had his career year mostly with them before getting traded to boston right <laughs> okay so they don't really need to know they know what he is he's just a couple of years removed from that that's all and i remember if it was fluto or if it was um, a tie now but i read it a couple of days ago really stressed the uh, possibility of uh Columbus because they just lost Wierenski for the rest of the season. Oh yeah. Jake Bean's out indefinitely. Adam Bookfist is on uh, LTIR. So that's three puck moving defensemen, two of whom are lefties. Right. And good Branson just went down too, but. Oh, he did shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like now well, <laughs> they could use him then, especially if they don't want to, if they want to keep, you know, um, uh, last spring's um, uh, first round pick, Jacob uh, um, uh, in the AHL instead of burning Ooh. a year. Ooh. That's tempting, but well, no, no, no. My my point is, is if they don't want to call him up, right? They 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 they, they need a body. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you put, and it's not like they're not going to. And yes, the term may be an issue because they're capped out, but they're also going to be at this rate clearly trading Nyquist and um, uh, and Gavrikov at the deadline. <gasps> Gavi, oh, he did it. Well, he's in. He's on. He's an. Ex- Firing UFA and uh, Columbus is, uh, now let's just say they don't respond when you poke the corpse. <laughs> oh, I love Gavi. He's such a sweetheart. He really is. I mean, I mean, you know, he's like a stay-at-home defenseman. Basically, he will scare. He will score the you didn't expect it goal. That's about it. He's so he's not big on that, but he's such a sweetheart. I just adore him. 
he is a baby whisperer. You need to hire him. Jeff, see if you can hire him. He will put Maddie to sleep. He will. He, he will. He's very good at it. Very good with babies. Anyway, um, I love Gabby. But okay, Columbus, come on. Take him. Now, interestingly, Columbus drafted him. And he pulled the NCAA loophole to not sign there. <laughs> and instead signed with the team that his father was father was on the ownership to was on the ownership group of. Which team was that? Wild. Oh yeah. Okay. So what I will say is I just suggested this while also knowing there's no fucking way it would happen for that reason. <laughs> I don't think he has a, a he doesn't have an N M E C N M C or an N T C. No, no. So he does not. He can be traded. But whether or not the whether or not Columbus would want him though. Well, yeah, he's given that history. He's a jerk face. But Columbus was one of the t- Columbus was one of the teams at that game though, so who knows. <laughs> well, I mean, he doesn't have much say in it. That's the way I look yeah. at it. So, I thought that that signing at the time was like really good because Don Sweeney didn't pull out a, a NTC. So, I was like, good. <laughs> if it doesn't work out this should be pretty easy to dispose of i guess by the way this is not the bruins related but this this happened in the game before they played the bruins did you happen to see the flyers when um did you see john tortorella's uh speaking to the espn crew about his team during that in the middle of the game and he just said we've got no four check we've got nothing going on we just suck Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, that was after his team pulled a um, line change in their own zone while Columbus had the puck. That's usually not good. Now, here's the thing about about bad line changes is usually that's that's one of those things you could point directly to the coach Johnny. There, um, uh, just saying. Somebody, somebody did something. That's true, but it led to a Corelli goal, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. I feel like if you're Torrell, maybe you can just blame it on that horse that kicked him in the face recently. Oh, God. <laughs> he was missing teeth and everything. Poor guy. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, Tortorella has, like, the biggest heart. He does. He does rescue animals, dogs, horses, apparently. And the horse kicked him in the mouth or in the face. And he's lucky he didn't have even more damage than he did. Oh, God. Poor guy. Why don't we talk about some games, I guess? Yeah. All right. So the Canucks game, I'll be honest with you, I don't really remember very much. All I know is that by the end of the Canucks game, I realized I also was wrong in my predictions for those four games because the Bruins went 4-0. and They didn't go 3-1. and They went 4-0. and So, you know, that's just in the theme of last week when I was very wrong. Boy. Whew. Okay. So the Canucks... You know, they're not good. They're just not. I mean, they did score a power play goal. Two power play goals. Sorry about that. They sc- Okay, so they scored two power play goals on the on the Bruins. And the Bruins had the top PK. I don't know if they still do. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. So that's not great. But, you know, that's the only way they could score against the Bruins, basically. And the Bruins were just like, I don't know. If the theme of the week is like, should we win this game? Like, can we just bat them around a little while and then just kind of figure out, you know, what we want to do? That's just it. It's just it. It's, a, it's their cat. They caught a mouse. They, they play with it a bit. They, they lay there on the on the front porch next to it so you can admire it. 
let it age a little bit. And then when they get around to it, just eat the other team in two bites. Right. So that's basically what happened here. Now, the notable thing, no six scored, which was great. And the Bruins got a couple of uh, power play goals on their own. And Lindholm had, what, three points? Oh, yeah, he had three points because he's a stud. The ESPN, when they did their power rankings this week, they uh, they named an MB, MVP for every team, and they named Lindholm that. So, guy makes smart plays. I love it. He's just been an absolute beast. Like, again, I've loved Lindholm, wanted him. No one in their right mind can say they ever saw any of this coming. Because there's nothing in his in his decade in the league to suggest that he had this in him. Okay, <laughs> here, listen to this. Now, in the podcast with uh, with Razor and uh, Jaffe, he said that in the summer he doesn't focus on weight training. He, I mean, he'll maintain what he has. Right? He finds that he works on his agility, so he works on his footwork, and he works on his hands because he's like he said, you don't win. You don't you don't score from the weight room, right? So those are the things that he's actively working on, along with like the other like you know fitness things, you know, where he's like he wants to have stamina and skates around and stuff like that. So and you know how we were talking about his leg size in comparison to other defensemen, he doesn't like to skate backwards because he feels that he can get if he you know if he pushes up you know, and kind of uh, pinches towards the, the goal, he can actually get back faster by skating forward than going backwards. So he, it's like he doesn't often get too caught, uh, too far caught in front of the puck or behind the puck, I should say. So so he works on those things. And he's like, you know, when you've been in the league for as long as I have, you learn where to put yourself in the spots, you know, what spots to, to take up, you know, uh, where to, you know, pass the puck, you know how to do these things. So basically, he's just like, I already know this stuff. So I'm just doing the stuff I know. And they're all very smart plays. He also said yesterday after the game, because they asked him, like, you know, about how he fits with the team. He said he feels like this style of play that they're playing now suits his game better than previously when he was in Anaheim. Obviously. Well, you know what? Part of it, too, is they were ne- that team was never going to use him as a puck mover because he was on the same team as, as Fowler. He was on with, with Vatanen for a long time, and they brought in Shattenkirk. And guess what? He was a diamond in the rough. So, good. Good for him. So, like I said, you should listen to that if you didn't listen to it. I really enjoyed it because uh, he's funny and he's smart. I'm not going to say skating backwards is going to fade out of the NHL game. But with the speed of forwards increasing so much, defensemen will be skating backwards less anyway. Yep. So he, I think, is already adapting his game to the way the NHL is changing, and he's very cognizant of it. Yep. And a defenseman that likes to skate forward, not backwards, that's Montgomery's man right there. Right. So this is a match made in heaven. I have already seen in the short time that I've been watching hockey that defensemen skating backwards has been fading out. I've already noticed that as a as a thing. You just have to make sure that you don't go further than you can make up in speed. Correct. So you have to know yourself really well and how fast you skate. So hearing a defenseman talk about how he wants to work on his footwork and his hands, right? So, yeah, he's not going to score a huge amount of goals, but man, oh, man, is he in on all of those assists because he knows how to shoot the puck to somebody else to pass it. I love it. So anyway, yeah, so the Bruins won that game. 
on Sunday, and then they didn't play for a long time. Very, very long time. It was Thursday. That's what gave me the flu. Oh, that they didn't play? Yeah. Oh, damn it, those Bruins. It's usually why I get sick over the summer as well. Because the Bruins aren't playing. Correct. Oh, God. Well, I think you should sue them. I'm going to sue the league. It's the league's fault. Continue. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. So, okay. So, I got to tell you, that that game against the, the Flyers, I was not feeling well that night. And I had a hard time paying any attention to the first period. It was so boring. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that game was difficult to watch. Just, just, ugh. It, it, it was just, ugh. I mean, not, not a lot of shots on goal. And it was just a lot of back and forth. And it was just not very exciting. But Thomas Noshik scored in that game that made tim very happy and this one was not a last minute you know empty net goal this was a first goal of the game and it was a pretty one he was out in front of the net and he sniped it in and i was happy yeah and then in the third the bruins did what they do in the third they just decided to win it now owen tippett who is the redhead who was traded back for the redhead that was traded to florida (laughs) I mean, like, so basically they're adding bodies but not souls to the contract. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) His hair is so red. It is so red and he's so pale. It's so weird. Anyway, I have nothing against redheads, by the way. I think red hair is beautiful, but I just feel like hockey players with red hair, that it's very special. Honestly, red hair is beautiful, too. I just like being dicks to dudes that have red hair because they get so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I often wish I had red hair, naturally. So don't take this as – just laugh along with us. It's okay. We're not laughing at you. We're laughing at Owen Tippett because he's got red hair. <laughs> Let's just say the number of redheads that I sent to that MIA video um, uh, that had a bunch of gingers being rounded up um, – <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> you are a I, jerk I, i'm mostly really i mean like no no this particular office mate was the one i did this to repeatedly and he was such an asshole i oh. still refer to him as the ginger menace oh. <laughs> <laughs> the ginger menace <laughs> oh wait a minute i thought that was another star wars movie <laughs> <laughs> So many of these goals were power play goals. Even Tippett's goal was a power play goal. And I'm like, no, the kill is like so good. Stop it. Yeah. So we had goals from DeBrusque. It's, 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 it's being four boardless. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. By the way, speaking of, of, of penalty kill, I think it was that game. No, Noshik didn't. There was not a single shot against on the penalty on the penalty kill ball. Noshik was it was on the kill. I'm saying this for your benefit, Tim. Damn right there wasn't a shot when he was on the kill. <laughs> He's Derek Forbert Light because Forbert's six four, Noshik's six three, which is hard to remember until you see him and you're like, oh my god, that's right, he's big. He's not a guy you think of as being big. No, no, I keep thinking he is like five nine, but he's six three. That's very different. Wait, in the in the game where he got the empty netter, we forgot to talk about his fight. Oh, oh right. I'm sorry. Yeah, he almost had a Gordie Howe hat trick, didn't he? Yeah, he almost just needed an assist. Okay, tell us about the fight, the Canucks fight, right? Yeah, so he he, he didn't take too kindly to a hit on Pasta. Right. And he just jumped right in. And it's his first career fight. Oh, that's right! And so they asked him about it after the game. And he was basically like, I mean, I had to do it. 
Like I like if someone I, I can't let them do that. Pasta's was, a friend. I had pasta's pasta's my pal, and you're not gonna hurt my pal. And I'm and he went after him, and it was great. It looked like his first fight because he didn't look like he knew what he was doing, but he did it, and it was effective. <laughs> I'm so sorry I forgot about the fight. Oh, it. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, you don't have to know what you're doing in a fight as long as you're doing it for the right reasons. So there we go. But you know what? Andy Brickley has been calling anytime you get like Zaka and Krejci and Pasta on the same line. He's been calling them the checkmates, and I love it. I love it. The checkmates. Because I just love the idea of like, you know, when they're on the on, on the ice, checkmate, and they're all check, and they're all pals. Checkmates. I love it. That was a good example of checkmates right there. No check fighting because he took an objection to the uh, the way that pasta was thrown around. Yeah. You're not gonna hurt my you're not gonna hurt my friend, pal. Not your pal, buddy. Not your buddy friend. That's your friend guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't know the that shtick, so I'm just <laughs> honestly I'm not a big fan of really anything South Park and like but but that that entire um, uh, that entire bit's just ridiculous because it just goes on for entirely too long and certain bits when they drag them out too far get better. That's one of them. I actually really love it because Andrew Ferenc really got a kick out of that and likes to to use that from time to time, especially the whole sequence of the, you know, the the prince now pulls off the princess's arms and dips them in the the butterscotch pudding, as is tradition. You know, he likes to play that for like Canada Day. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he does that. <clears throat> So I just, I just, I just love uh, that whole thing. And he, he likes to, to play that with his fellow Canadian hockey players. So I think it's fun. All right. So getting back to checkmates, Krejci, two goals in this game. Beautiful. Love to see it. Last one was a power play. Because I think we're done now with the, the, the experiment of the five forward power play is no more, at least right now, as it should be, because they've been scored too many times. <laughs> Score on too many times that way. If you're on the power play, they don't really need to do the five forward either because they are scoring, and they have defensemen that are getting points, are putting points up. So you, I, I mean, you don't really need the mm-hmm. five forwards. No, they were doing fine on the power play when they had Lindholm, and they'll do and, fine with McAvoy. <clears throat> yeah, my biggest complaint with the power play in previous years under Cassidy. Is he never changed it up? It was very predictable all season long. Despite Cassidy liking to mix things up mid-game with lines, teams, coaches, they uh, they watch film, they know what a power play is like. So a power play needs multiple looks throughout a season. So the fact that the Bruins have multiple options and they're already tinkering with it now, to me, is a good sign because you you can't get complacent in your uh, your special teams because those are very very predictable and you can coach against that. And Bruce, that was supposed to be the thing he was working on was the power play. And how many how many power play goals do we have this year? It seems like a good amount. They're scoring enough that we're not talking about it as a problem. So I think that's pretty good. I mean, you're getting like a power play a game. And Marshan goals. How, how many? I'm sorry. as the uh, I guess surprisingly the, the number one weapon on the on the power play over Pasternak has been 
delightful. We worried about Ma- uh, Marshy coming back, and I know that he's not 100% Marshy yet. I think there's still more yet to still come. still is some 14, 14 points in 10 games, yeah. <laughs> no, I just think that he is... Now, mind you, only four of those are deep in strength, but... uh, He's still amazing, okay? Still amazing. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't care how he gets the points. Just get the points, right? Marshy is just all over the ice. We thought like, oh, okay, people who come back from this the surgery don't always come back to full speed. Like, Pasta certainly didn't. And Marshy had the surgery on both hips, and that guy is all over the fucking ice. All over. It's great. I mean, we know, we know Marshy. We know what he, he brings to the game, what he brings to the team. So it's like, it's not really a surprise, except that he came back from surgery early. Came back from rehab early to do this. It's amazing. Uh, you don't have to question uh, what he brings to this team. So last night against the, the Blackhawks, as uh, Jeff pointed out earlier, I don't know if it was while we were recording or before, the Blackhawks aren't good. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're, they're quite the collection of, um, uh, like, it's like, there's like, there's like Kane, the shattered remains of Jonathan Taves, a whole shitload of career fourth liners, and then an assortment of who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Max told me. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like Seth Jones is out, right? Or was he even playing? I didn't re- really recognize anybody last night. No, Tony. no, Connor Murphy was rolling as the number one. Is their first t- number one defenseman last night? Okay, yeah. And like Connor Murphy's fine, but. Not number one defenseman, fine. Would you say he's cromulent? He is absolutely cromulent. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if you if he if he is your if he is your, your your point guy on your second pairing, you're in good shape. Okay. All right. So he should be the third to second, depending on how you choose to structure your defense. Best defenseman on your team, not the number one. Give you some idea. Their, their defensive pairings last night, based on time on ice, um, their time on ice leaders were Connor Murphy and Jack Johnson. Followed by Jake McCabe. Jack Jared Tenorti at 1743. Holy shit. Oh, no. Like, got no beef with Jared Tenorti, but that's a lot of minutes. Jack Johnson's still in the league. I know. I I forgot he existed. And then something called a Philip Roos, which... Roos, yeah, he's like, it's his first year. And he uh, committed a penalty. Like, it was like a... a holding one and it was just like he got his stick under charlie coyle's arm and coyle is just going back and forth back and forth like squirreling around basically not letting go of the stick because it's basically like oh no no you're gonna get caught for the hooking that you were doing uh it's beautiful (laughs) he should have just dropped the stick but anyway he didn't rookie move yeah um basically i just remember at one point uh my husband just saying don't let a root vegetable beat you (laughs) <laughs> about taylor radish <laughs> i'm like right you it's got to be a guy named squash or something right broccoli <laughs> i, I want yeah, yeah. name a, someone a named brassica or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so last night was uh woohoo! everybody gets the score and I think it was uh, Charlie McAvoy. How many fucking points did he have? A Four. Lot. Oh, my God. Four. Excuse me. He was number one star of the night. Four points. It was beautiful. Oh, they were all uh, assists. 
Yeah, so I, I don't really want to get too much into the Chicago game. Bruins won six one. What is it? What else is there really to talk about? Swayman returned. I mean, yep, yep, that was good. Swayman returned, had a had a solid game. He saved seventeen of eighteen. I'm amazed that he didn't let more in because he was clearly lulled to sleep by the lack of action. <laughs> Dear God, did it like did they? Not break on goal until they didn't. They, they, it was eight, they only had eight shots on goal by the end of the second. Yep, it was bad. It was bad. Like, like this was again. This team was Bruins were just absolutely toying with them. Uh oh. Like it's almost rude. It'd be almost rude if it wasn't funny. Yeah, yeah. So it was like I'm just surprised <laughs> that Swayman didn't just make some kind of mistake because he was seeing so, so little action in that end. And yeah, the Bruins were just like, yeah, well, all right, we'll just win this game. It's fine. We're not even. Gonna... It's like, oh, okay, just trying to make it competitive, huh? No. <laughs> yeah, let's put a stop oh, to no. that. Incidentally, incidentally, so I was because again because Sports Center now is weird, and I no longer get to choose broadcasts like I did before. Um, they changed them. Uh, ho- changed streaming hosts. I was stuck watching the Chicago home broadcast. It is so bad. Mm. Okay. Like, they were actually pretending that the, the, the Hawks were in this game. <laughs> oh, God. And they're like, oh, well, here's a shorthanded opportunity. He's like, no, he just ha- happens to be in the in the offensive zone while shorthanded. He's uh, been pinned up against the wall. Yep. At the top of the circles. <laughs> yeah well they kind of i mean they can't really come out and just say they're terrible although i have to say i do like honesty in broadcasting so there have been a couple of thursday night football games on amazon prime that like uh al michaels has just been like this is terrible why are people watching this and he's making jokes about people leaving because they don't want to watch this terrible game i mean it's just yeah i they they have to they can't do that. Incidentally, I haven't watched much of other teams' home broadcasts in a long time. Now that I'm being subjected to, I'm just like, why does anyone ever fucking complain about Jack Ever? Sure, he's a homer, but like, some of these guys are so much fucking worse because what they're saying doesn't even like have mean bearing on reality. Jack may get overexcited about about good things happening to home and overly angry about bad things, but at least he's honest about what's going on in the ice. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I do worry about Jack because. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something's going on. And honestly, if it is a medical thing, it's his business and, and whatnot. And he's trying to power through it and good for him. But it's, it's sometimes it's a little hard to, to see it. And how did, when did he stop being able to say Athanasiu? Because he used to say always. it. That, no, 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 no. That's one he's always struggled with. Really? Like... Really? Okay. I, I didn't think so because like we'd he'd have to say it a lot because the guy was on the Red Wings. We'd see them four times a year, sometimes more. Well, and it's interesting because like, again, like he's very like usually very studious about these things. Mm-hmm. It's like an exception. <laughs> I told you that the easy way to do this is like you're saying, happy to see you. Athanasiu, and you just wave your arm like, "Oh, I'm Athanasiu." You know, Athanasiu, 
FMCU. So, anyway. Okay, I... Look. Uh, I don't watch a lot of home broadcasts of different things because every time that I'm like, ah, I'm going to get sit down with, like, Hulu uh, and, and watch uh, some hockey, it's always, like, teams I don't want to see. And I'm like, no, thank you. I do not want to see the Blues at the avalanche wild or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah i don't want to see that either um i don't want to see those things <laughs> i'm not watching things like after after a bruins hockey game i'm not gonna go and sit and watch a kraken game i just i would want to but i kind of don't because it's like i've i'm hockeyed out right now got my fill of hockey for today you know Although it's really interesting because my sister said to me on the phone the other day, my sister who does not follow hockey, she goes, oh, I heard something about your Bruins being 11 and 0 at home. So this stuff is filtering out to oh, other yeah. people. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool. <sighs> anyway, right now we have to take a turn from the happy stuff to talk about the thing that's been unhappy for us for the last few weeks. Wait, there's new things to there's new things to talk about? I was unaware of this. There there was a statement put out by the team, and they have hired someone to do an internal investigation. Remember last week I said, I Oh, don't... that. He, that. I remember seeing some people shitting on that, and I'm like, well, no. I mean, this is the right way to go about it, because this is the only way that anyone's going to, like, throw – try to throw – is going to be honest about what they were told to do by Neely. Right. <laughs> Assuming they tell the truth. But here we go. Here's the statement. The Boston Bruins strive every day to live our values and meet the high standards our associates, fans, and community have come to expect. This includes treating everyone inside and outside our organization with dignity and respect. We recently fell short of our high standards and disappointed both ourselves and many in our community. Moving forward, we are committed to ensuring that our values are reflected in everything we do as an organization, including our process for vetting future players. As part of this commitment, the Boston Bruins have retained an experience and a respected team of professionals led by former U.S. Attorney General Loretta Lynch of the law firm of Paul Weiss, Rifkin, Wharton, and Garrison to conduct an independent review of our player vetting process. This will help us ensure that our process going forward reflects our core values. The Bruins organization will fully cooperate with the independent review team and will publicly disclose the results of the review upon its completion. All right. That's all good. I'm glad they're doing this. I had doubts that they would. Uh, it did take them about 10 days to announce that they had uh, retained someone to do this. I don't know if it, they were trying to figure out who would do it or what, but here we are. It shouldn't really take a former AG to figure this stuff out, but okay, they're going to do this. They're paying a law firm to do this, this process, just like the Blackhawks did almost two years ago now with the Brad Aldrich sexual assault situation. So I'll point out Blackhawks currently employ two players that were on that, um, uh, that, uh, that, um, uh, um, uh, hockey Canada team. That's, uh, that perpetrated the gang rape. Two players that haven't made statements. Radish and Radish, Radish and Kachuk. My point is, there's like, like Blackhawks continue to, to be shit in the particular area. Um. <laughs> Taves and Kane, who were both with the team, and did nothing to alleviate Kyle Beach's B 
being teased about this, who did nothing, who just allowed harassment to happen, are still on that team, too. So it, basically, Chicago's done jack shit. They fired some guys and they felt that that was good. And when asked what they were going to do in the future to prevent something like that, the owner took over and got really angry at the press for asking. So you know that nothing's going to happen. Because these guys think like, well, the moment will pass and no one will pay attention. And I think that's what the Bruins thought was going to happen, that they were going to get this this signing in and no one was going to say boo about it. And they were wrong. Everybody was outraged, rightfully so. So basically, they're going to probably fire a couple of scouts when all of this is done. I'm not sure that I expect like the GM and the president to be out, although they do hold some responsibility here. I don't think that Cam's being very honest, and I think that Sweeney, at the end of the day, still signed him, so I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm glad that they're doing something. That's what I have to say about it. I agree. I was actually a bit surprised they uh, they got an independent review. Happily surprised. I think they said they would do it, but I, I'm not in the business of believing Cam Neely anymore, so you you surprised me. Good for you. And, uh, I mean, if that's all we have to say about it, that's fine. We can move on from this. Uh, I mean, from right now. We'll find out what happened uh, when they finish their review, probably in six months to a year. In the meantime, don't know what's going on with that deal. Still don't know. And we'll keep an eye on that. But I, I hope this is not going to be something we talk about every week. Because I don't... Unless something new comes up. There's going to be nothing to talk about on it for some time. It's my guess. Now that the investigation started, it's going to be radio silence for like a month or two. Right. Right. Okay. That's cool. We'll we'll figure that out as it comes. So, I think we should talk about some games that are coming up. Hang on. There we go. So, this week we have three games coming up. Two away games and a home game, and it is actually a reasonably challenging week. Oh, yes. Um, in fact, a lot of commentators and general Twitterati have been, been, you know, shrieking like, oh, this next run's a real test. Although, honestly, a lot of these teams have been, you know, not up to their classical snuff and don't really compare to Boston at present. But we'll see how it goes. This starts off tomorrow. That's November 21st, 7 p.m. Eastern time at Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, Followed up on Wednesday, so uh, on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, still in Florida, this time on the other on the other coast, at the Fancy Cats. Woohoo! And then, of course, on good on Black Friday, apparently our Black Friday game is now against Carolina. I seem to recall for ages it was Detroit, but whatever. And then and then the Pens, but somehow this changed. And the Rags, the Rags for a few years. Yeah. Anyway, it's apparently Carolina. Anyway, it's apparently Carolina now. 1 p.m. Eastern at home on the 25th. <laughs> can, I, can I gripe about one thing? Yes. That Carolina game is on NHL Network. So if you got the ESPN Hulu bundle deal, you can't watch it. It's like, man, that really stinks. It does stink. It does. Not cool. Makes me want to cry. Oh, God. <laughs> but it, it, it's also on Nesson. Can you get it? Through Nesson? On um, on there? Well, I, I live in North Carolina, so I, I can explore Nesson options, but No no, I'm just saying can like can you get the Nesson feed on, on the Hulu? 
No, if it's an NHL network game, oh god, which they just they just borrow um, the home home team's feed when that happens, it's blacked out online, at least in the states. Mm, that sucks. Why do they do that? So, um, when it's the Bruins, it, there's there's roughly ten games this year that they uh, that's that's the case. But you know, I, I might try to pirate stream it, but pirate streaming. This year's been uh, much more difficult than years past. They're the they're they're cracking down pretty hard, and the few websites that remain, an atrocious amount of pop-ups. And I don't care how many pop-up luckers you have; they're pretty they're pretty rough. Mm. You know, I love me some Russian girls, but not that much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear about that. I this is this is dumb. I was gonna say maybe you should just go to the game, but then I realized. It's up in Boston. <laughs> I actually do have Friday off, though. This job gives us the day after Thanksgiving off. Okay. Well, that's good. That's yes, good. Yes, it is. It just, you know. Oh, yeah. Well. Life could be much worse. You know, I, I know sometimes, like, I, I knew that one time when I, I ended up watching that um, that Bruins game, you know, uh, the Black Friday game. I think I ended up watching it on the NHL app. I don't know. That might be an option. So hopefully you find something that works. But we're going to make some predictions now. Predictions. We're going to make some soft predictions. Right? These don't mean anything. I'm not telling these things up. Nobody's winning, winning. Unless it's uh, anybody but Jeff. No, just kidding. Jeff, come on. I'm just kidding. I'm not tallying these up. This is just a fun little like, whoo, what do you think? Um, you know, I'm going back and forth on this. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say 3-0, and baby. That's how confident I am. 3-0. and All right. I think they lose. I think they lose to the Canes, but I think they take. The- I think they sweep Florida. Okay, so you're looking at two, one, and zero. Yes. Okay. All right. That's cool. All right, Nick. What do you think? Uh, two and one, with a loss to the Fancy Cats. Oh, okay. And Tim, what do you think? I think two and one. Uh, I think they lose one of the games. I'm not sure which one. I just, the only reason why I think they lose one is, in my mind, I'm like, they can't stay this hot forever. That's true. So that's that's kind of my reasoning for it, is like, yeah, they can't be this hot forever, so they've got to lose sometime. I honestly expected you to go 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Oh, no, I think, I think, they'll, I think they'll nab two. My my predictions of going to overtime seem to be terrible. So <laughs> I was I was torn on it because I I kind of was like two zero and one sounded good, but I I just like you know what, fuck it, I'm going three and zero. I'm confident, and guess what, I'm probably wrong. It's okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything if I'm right or wrong, so it's fine. Uh, I don't know if we have any real news this week other than Swayman coming back. 
Forbert, I don't know if you happen to catch, he, he gave us a couple of really sweet Darla contents, you know, the high five, that might have been last week, and the one where she was farting. She farted herself awake, which my dog does that a lot. Meek is not a particularly flatulent dog, but the last time she tore ass, she woke herself up and she was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it's funny. It's very funny. Um, yeah. I mean, except for the fact that when that happens, then you subsequently are stuck smelling dog fart. But <laughs> yeah. And yeah. dog farts tend to be pretty rancid. <laughs> eh, they can be. They can be. I mean, and Boomer does like some really quiet ones, and they are very bad. Oh, my God. Stealth ones. Oh, so bad. Oh, silent but deadlies. That's not fair. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's not. Anybody have anything else they want to talk about? We talked about Noshik. We talked about Lindholm. Bergy is one point away from a 1,000, which is amazing, and he's probably going to get it tomorrow night. I was going to say the polite thing to, for, for, for the um, uh, Bolts to do tomorrow would be to let him score. And then have a big celebration after. It would be the only civil thing for them to do. Right. If, 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 Stammer, if Stamkos is a good captain, he will tell his, his defensemen and goaltenders, like, let Bergeron score just once. That's all I ask. Do the right thing, boys. Right. <laughs> and then just let the confetti rain down. You know, fire. No, no fireworks. That could be bad. I mean, they could activate the Tesla coil that they use for home goals. There, I'll take it. They still have that, right? I don't know. I've never been there. I I sadly don't have a, a real reason to visit the Tampa Bay area anymore. Because my father-in-law died. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really want to say that, but there, there I did. So I haven't been there. I will be there someday, I guess, if I can get over my dislike and act actually disgust for florida so that's gonna take a long time anyway they should just do it they should just allow go uh the, allow Bergie to score and that's it that's 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 the only decent thing to do you're right so that's that's the big thing we're going to be watching this week who's your favorite player so far and could we could we actually be looking at Hampus Lindholm for Hart, uh, not Hart, um, for Norris. I mean, not with the way that um, uh, uh, Carlson's scoring, but. <laughs> mm, right. But could he be nominated? Finalist is definitely a possibility here. Okay. Yeah, I'd say a finalist is definitely a possibility. Um, <clears throat> but like. Yeah, if, if Carlson um, uh, keeps up the way he's been doing, that's going to be unanimous. And regardless of his def- of his of what he's accomplishing defensively, but that well, defense is putting up those kind of points, it's kind of hard to argue with because that's like that's like some Bobby Orr era shit he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, do you think he'll keep on scoring though once he gets traded? <laughs> I mean, you're assuming that he'll actually sign off on it. Apparently, he's like you know, it's like. Happy in the Bay Area. <laughs> he's got the full N- full NMC, which means he has to sign off on where he's being traded to, in addition to presumably um, the um, San Jose um, uh, retaining uh, a lot of money for a very long time. <laughs> Who is that? That was the text message. Happened. I just got a text message, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. 
Well, um, yeah, Eric Carlson. Damn it. I mean, he learned, he, he remembered how to play hockey again. Uh, he's been dormant for so long, I forgot. And he forgot. Yeah, he, he had a good first season in San Jose, and then it's just been several seasons. Of- <laughs> hey, that was Pete DeBoer hockey, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, there was some, uh, there was some Bob Boner. Um, uh, um, uh, oh my God, too. I forgot about that. I'm sorry that they've had too many coaches that uh, that I can't keep count of anymore. But yeah, I hope that Eric Carlson slows down. I'd like to have a Norris candidate, like one really actually vying for the spot. That would be fun. So, and uh, you know, I got to tell you, Hampus Lindholm has opened my eyes to just what defensemen can do. And I love it. It, There are so many other, like, you know, I love Roman Yossi, but he's a different player, you know, like Hampus Lindholm is like the, you know, he's not really even a stay at home defenseman. He just, it's so smart, such a smart player. Love it. You're right. I was going to love him. And I do. I do. Anyway. All right. Okay, cool. Where can we, um, where can we be found? Listeners, you can, uh, we've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. You can uh, follow us on Facebook. We're at Barely on Topic Podcast. And on Twitter, at Barely on Topic. Of course, you all follow us on our individual Twitter accounts. I am... At Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. I am at Nick Baggio. And I am at Darla.com. Also known as FBA from RI. <laughs> I like always. I can't. Oh, wow. My voice is. I'm done. I'm yep. Done. Yep. Word.